Hello, welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast weekly of Easter Lutheran Church where you get to hear the pastors here today, right now, talking about the upcoming preaching text, preparing you for worship for this coming weekend. I'm Pastor Kevin here alongside Pastor Megan. Pastor Eric. Yes. Hi. 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 You wouldn't believe what we were just weekly. You you just you you just missed out a very interesting discussion about Muppets, and yeah. uh, you're gonna have to ask us sometime mm-hmm. about oh, that. Wow. I uh, I like on radio shows when they their morning show has like the the podcast after the radio show. See yep. what we really say, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you could do that for us too, but it's probably not as interesting. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah. this week is going to be very interesting. Oh, no, yeah. The text oh, itself boy. is interesting. The yes. randomness that we talk about while we're trying to figure out where we're going with the podcast. That's well, a different story. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. We are very excited, though, to continue our fall series this fall. It's been really, really good together for good. And the whole point of that is that we want you to see that God is a God of relationship. God is a God of building relationships. And so every single biblical text that we've opened up together to ask that question. God, where are you in our relationships? God, where are you in the day-to-day things of our lives? Um, Because faith is not a solo sport. We are a community. And so it's not just that God wants to build a relationship with you, but we're constantly asking the question, God, what are you up to here at Easter? Because there is so much happening at Easter, right? Yes. Yes. And this is a really good Sunday coming up here, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So how how much should I I keep my mouth closed or do you want to talk about it? No, go. Well, this is this is going to be First Communion Sunday. It this is. is going to be so exciting. This is where uh, we open it up for sure to fi- to fifth graders, but really to any kid who who they and their family feel like they're they're ready to start taking communion, um, and they have taken some some learning, some time, some processing, and they're ready to come to the table for the first time. And um, you know, there's all sorts of events in the life of the church that just kind of make me stop and go, "Oh man, I get to do this right." Like mm-hmm. this is. This is something I get to be a part of. We all do, really, as a community faith. And one of them is watching young people come to the Lord's Supper for the first Mm -hmm. time. Like, oh, my gosh. And they're nervous. Mm -hmm. And they're excited. And they're worried it's not going to taste good. And they're right. It does not taste very good. But that's not the point. Like, um, ah, it's just such a... um, it's just such a full and beautiful expression of, of faith and life. It is. And we do have to say thank you to mm. to all of you for supporting this because it's so important to remember that for everything that we do, especially for our young people and our children of our congregation, you're helping fulfill the baptismal promises and the commitments that we made when every child is baptized. Now, we are so fortunate to have so many baptisms. We just had a baptism class. Friends, like, this was awesome. Like, the room was full. The energy was there. Oh, I People love were it. clapping. Yes. Well, they weren't clapping, but they were just, it was still good conversation. Their eyes were clapping. Yes, they their were eyes were clapping. expressing. Yes. <laughs> Rochelle and I refused to like that boring, right? Yes. So the energy was in the room. It was super good. But it was just a, it was a reminder of when I stand up in front of them, it's to remind them, all of these things about faith that you feel like, oh man, this is a lot. These are a lot of promises that I'm making. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this alone because there's a whole community. That's you, dear listener, and all the folks in our community, right, who are a part of this community. Mm-hmm. And you're all saying yes to this. 
uh, and keeping those promises. So when we have First Communion, it's like, yes, we are keeping our promises to our kids by showing up and providing for their instruction in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Huge deal. Yes. So uh, along with that, along with that kind of overarching, uh, you know, the theme that we're in for our sermon series, this realization of promises that's happening in First Communion. Um, it's also, you know, November and Thanksgiving is coming and there's just all sorts of stuff in the air. Um, and into that context, we read from the book of Isaiah. Yeah. A mm-hmm. uh, quick little note about the book of Isaiah. First of all, it's long. Uh, it's very long. <laughs> it's a long book. It's very long. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and actually long enough that as people kind of dig into the book a little bit, um, they recognize that the style of it mm-hmm. really seems to change. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah is often referred to as being in three parts, first Isaiah, second Isaiah, and third Isaiah. Now, you'll notice that the book isn't numbered that way. It's all one book. So it's not like, you know, first Kings and second Kings. Yep. We numbered them as separate books and recognized them as such. Isaiah, Isaiah, we don't, we've got it all. We've got it all in one book. Um, but we realize that the, uh, the way it's kind of written first Isaiah seems to be kind of a word of warning, like to God's people ahead of some bad stuff about to happen. Second Isaiah is, is to God's people like, Oh, yep. Bad stuff happened. Now what? You live with it. Um, actually, there's a little more comfort to it than that. And then third Isaiah is the promises of, yes, bad things happened. And still, God promises that you will return to, to safety and peace and security. So there's this beautiful arc in the story, probably because they were written almost certainly at three pretty distinct periods of history. So since we're reading from Isaiah 11... We're reading out of Isaiah, uh, first Isaiah. Uh, so this is full of warnings, but not really the part that we get to hear today. <laughs> if you look at the context, there's a lot of warning. This is a little note of, of hope and peace in the midst of those warnings. So I'm just yeah, going to read it. Okay. I'm going to read from uh, Isaiah chapter 11. Verses one through five. Here it comes. A word of context. You will hear me use the name of Jesse, and Jesse is David's dad. So just so you're not wondering who do I, why do I care? That's why you care. (laughs) Here we go. Verse one. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness. He shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. Ooh, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Yeah, indeed. This is strange. This is strange. Who, this is very let's play weird. this fun. Pro, let's play this game, Pastor Kevin. Okay. Who is Isaiah talking about here? Yeah. That's who do you think it is, Pastor Eric? Question. Say it. Say it. Well, you know, we, we know who we think it is. J. Well, the right e answer is Jesus. It's always Jesus. <laughs> but we were talking beforehand. <laughs> how would the original um, audience have heard that? Because they didn't know Jesus. They, and we yeah. can't help but hear Jesus. But what did they think? Right. And and we because we know the I mean, we know the punchline, right? So we yeah. can look backwards and go, oh. 
all, this is where things were going. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It is not particularly likely at the time this was written that this was an explicitly uh, Jesus yeah. promise. It doesn't mean that it wasn't. It just means that in the time that it was written, in the time that people would have heard it, they probably would have heard it more of, as a political promise, right? Like, oh, God has sent us righteous kings before. God will send us yeah. a righteous king again. There is a political future for us. And I mean, they. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that, but the intent is G, it's proclaiming Jesus. I mean, but let's just say this. Why they, not both? Well, sure, sure. Right? They didn't have the benefit of time that no. we do. Yeah. And it's uh, whenever we look at something and say, well, we hear this now, but at the time they would have heard this. It doesn't mean that one of us is right and one of us is wrong. It just means recognizing that God. What? I know. No. I'm not going to fight weird. with you, Pastor Eric. I won't <laughs> let it happen. Um, it's more that just the context that we come to the text with always changes what we hear in it, oh, right? Yeah, so sure. the original readers would have come with a different context than what we've got now. So, mm-hmm. uh, the possibilities just just grow yeah. and develop. So it's um, it's a little bit of both, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we often do hear this particular passage somewhere around Advent. Yeah. There um, it is because of that messianic yep. promise. Yeah, when you're talking I've about heard this before, where Isaiah, have I heard this right? before? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that was one of the things I was uh, reading in a commentary. Is Isaiah is very? It's always familiar because there are so many musical quotations mm-hmm. in our hymns. And the New Testament quotes Isaiah many, many, many times. And, yeah, we hear it. It seems like at the big times of our church year, before Christmas and before Easter, it seems like we hear a lot of Isaiah. We do. Because we, when we look at the prophets in the Old Testament, um, there are what we call minor prophets and major prophets. And the minor prophets are the ones that are, you know, minor, smaller, shorter, less grand in scope. Isaiah is like the major mm-hmm. prophet. It is a long mm-hmm. book. It is an extensive book. It is a beautifully written powerful book, image. powerful, great imagery, mm-hmm. poetry. Um, so that's, I mean, it makes sense that it's, uh, you yeah. know, we've picked up so many pieces of it in our, in our liturgy as well. Pastor Kevin, you even pointed out a pretty cool little liturgical part of this text. Yeah, during that whole discussion there, I was just wondering if the two of you already put up your Christmas tree yet. <laughs> Because I, 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 this is a political thought, question, actually. This uh, is a political I question. Put, I gotta put my lights up. I am a strictly not Christmas until after Thanksgiving See, household. Okay. Oh. See, that's really important to know because that's that's kind of how I feel about this Isaiah text. Mm. It's too early it's for too this. Early. It's like oh. it's like you got to put this back in the closet because yeah, okay. we're not time no, yet for no, no. the Advent text yet, ma'am. <laughs> but but here it is. <laughs> Oh, there it is. I already have okay, Christmas Eric songs wants in the out. store. It's Let already it out. started. Take it out of the closet. Can Here I we say, go. I was literally at a store earlier, and I heard a little kid say to her dad, why are there already Christmas things out? Yes. From the mouths of babes. See, there it is. There it is. <laughs> but I think that's important because connecting to something that you hear a promise again and again, this is a promise that keeps coming back, which is why it's so important that we hear this again and again, because it does center us. And the other place that we often hear this, here in worship particularly, is when we confirm our students. We had an amazing group of 38 high school students, and we've talked about this before, but friends, we can't undervalue that we're preparing them for lives of Christian service right now. And one of the things that we ask God to give them is the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. These are verse, this is verse two. What an incredible prayer, because it's not something that we would just ask for kids. 
Lord, I need this. Amen. Same. <laughs> you know what Walk I mean? Me like too, please. <laughs> we pray this for our 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 people who are serving in positions of authority. Mm-hmm. We've just had some local yep. elections here mm-hmm. in our community mm-hmm. that have weight mm-hmm. because they're steering the lives of young people and communities, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, so we're asking of these things and to not really go by it so fast. Oh, isn't that so lofty and pretty? The spirit of wisdom and insight. No, actually, there's a reason for each part of the petitions, right? Mm -hmm. The spirit of counsel, like we all need counsel, even if we feel like we know what the answer is. And the spirit of knowledge is just that sense of that. And the fear of the Lord. God is paying attention to the way that we treat one another. Mm -hmm. That's why God sends prophets, right? Is that kind of what you were getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And it's this reminder too that if we're talking about who is this about, Right. Well, yeah, it's about Jesus. Well, yeah, it's about hope for a political leader. But yeah, it's also about us. Uh, how does this passage reflect onto us and what we need and how we are living our faith here and now? So, yeah, we pray for our confirmation students that that the spirit might rest upon them and that they might um, receive that gift of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of Lord. I mean, yes, that beautiful, beautiful blessing. But but. Pastor Kevin, don't you want some of that? Pastor mm-hmm, Eric, don't yes. you want some of that? Mm-hmm. Don't you want that in your household? Don't you want mm-hmm. that in your city? Don't you want mm-hmm. that in your congregation? So it is also that reminder that whenever we come to Scripture, we bring our whole self into it. And so, yeah, it was written for one particular place and time, but also it points us in another direction. And also it speaks something to us right where we are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can say things to you about like where God's people were politically at this point and, you know, how they were um, desperate for good leadership because mm-hmm. the, their kings were getting kind of kind of mercy and they were realizing that they were sort of in and out of God's favor. And and yeah, those things are true. Those are, things, things are true. But it's also true that when I think about how I want to serve God's people, when I want to live out the promises into which I was baptized, that I affirmed at my confirmation, you know, the promises that I know I'm, I'm reaffirming every time I come to the Lord's table. Um, I want to think about, you know, judging with righteousness and deciding with equity. And I want to think about that, that my delight is in the way I know and love God, um, that I'm not swayed uh, by what my eyes see or what my ears hear, that, I, that I'm be able to judge in the way that God judges, right, with seeing the fullness of self and with grace and mercy. Oh, like, I want that. Can this be about me too? Yeah. <laughs> well, Nailed it. it's... That's that's huge. I mean, going back even to verse one, like I wonder what the two of you think of kind of even the very beginning there, because if we're honest, any of us that have lived a little bit of life notice like to be kind of cut down in different right. things, right? We've had things not go our way. We've mm-hmm. had struggles and difficult times with our families or with our lives or with um, the folks around us in some community. And it can be feel pretty bleak, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there were lots of times, I think, not only during, I mean, when it, whether it was 2008 or 2022 right. or 2021 right. or, or two, you know, 2011, I mean, all these times that we've lived through as chapters that have felt like there's really going to be no more growth after this. This is the end. Right. Yeah. It's the end of the story, friends. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and it's easy to get behind that kind of feeling because it just seems to feed itself, right? And it's easy to kind of get on that hamster wheel. But I'm wondering what like two of you kind of think though, is what's going on at the beginning there? What's a shoot out of the stump. Yeah, I hear that as as a word of gospel Mm. because yeah, life, the truth is life is hard and Mm -hmm. it's not, 
it's easy for us to forget at times when things are, are going well, mm-hmm. but um, once the bottom falls out or the you know tree is is taken down, um, yeah, it looks like all is lost, but yeah. here's a promise. And we, we hear that promise as the coming of our Messiah, mm-hmm. that uh, a shoot will come from the stump. And so no matter how bad it looks, life is not over. There's, yeah. We always have a promise. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things that I was saying pre-hitting record was that I remember being a kid and one of the paraments in front of our church, that's the, you know, the fandy, fancy banners that we hang off of like the, the pulpit and the altar, the liturgical word for that is paraments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually, uh, they usually reflect the liturgical season. So there might be red or white or green, depending on the season you're in. And in Advent, they're blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have a, I have a very clear memory um, of one of our pyramids uh, having a stump <laughs> with a little thing growing out of it. Right. In my head, it's got a little star on it. The little thing growing out of oh, the stump yep. has a little star on it. And I remember cool. as a kid thinking, why the heck is that pretty and nice? Like right. I'm used to, you know, nice, very Jesus tangential things like crosses and lambs and you know, very evocative and very Sunday school friendly mm-hmm. imagery. Um, but a stump? Yeah. What is that about? Well, it's an you know, in hindsight now with all my extensive theological knowledge, now that I'm <laughs> so educated, I'm aware that this is 100% what it's a reference right. back to. Mm-hmm. And it's that wonderful reminder that, just like you say, Pastor Eric, that even in the face of death, even mm-hmm. when there is an ending, even when there is destruction, that there continues to be this promise. There continues to be this life that grows. Um, it might not look very pretty on a pyramid, but it is a really beautiful sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's what makes even the cross so strange. Because mm. you would look at the cross and you would say, yeah. that's not good. It's but not actually, mm-hmm. it's it's something we would say is actually life-giving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a powerful thing because I wonder if that you take the cross and you flip it now to a stump with a tiny little shoot out of it. Shoot. Is that almost as offensive? You know mm. what I mean? Like Because... You're not expecting new life, and yet there is, and that forces you to actually say, "Okay, here, yep. <laughs> here we go again." <laughs> like yes. God's doing the work again. Right. Yeah. That's the know. statement of our faith. That yeah. That's what this promise is: that God promises new life from death. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, hmm. the cross is a instrument of torture and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we hold it up as a symbol of a victory in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an empty cross because it's you know uh it's that our savior has risen from the dead and the stump has that shoot with the star pointing to the birth of our savior yeah yeah you know when it's up to god life wins yeah Mm -hmm. oh ah it's and in the context historically of this you know part of isaiah um I mean, what's coming is destruction and exile, right? It's just the, the both the nations of, of Judah and Israel are on their way to or have already been uh, completely leveled, uh, completely ruined, kicked out into exile, completely subsumed by, um, you know, neighboring, opposing, powerful forces. Um, and so to, to live in that moment of impending destruction and to be promised— a shoot shall come forth from the stump of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to get leveled. 
that's not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> please no. <laughs> not so much. That's not great. No, please. And, and, and. Death is not the final word. Right? Mm-hmm. Destruction is is not the end. There is this continuous promise that that this this shoot's going to come out and a branch is going to grow out of its roots. It's going to become something powerful, mm-hmm. uh, and God will be at work in that. That's a um, that's a promise that's hard to remember when you are in exile, mm-hmm. when you are in the midst of destruction, when everything is getting cut down all around you. It's hard to hold on to that promise. Um, so I hope you just yeah. that you remember that the promise is there nonetheless. And right, I you don't it's it's you don't even have to to hold on. You don't have to mm, hold mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. But it comes when you read like this verse that yeah. a shoot shall come from the stump. Yeah. So God is reminding us, even if you don't aren't even feeling it, it has happened. Yeah. Christ was crucified and raised for you, and um, yes, that you have victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not feeling it, it is true for you. And we'll keep saying it to remind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as you come up for communion this weekend and you see all those fresh faces, yes. you know, just know that there's also new life there for you. And that's mm-hmm. our hope and prayer for, for all of you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening to the Carry On Cast, mm-hmm. which is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where it is our mission to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.